Hotel, Love everybody. Radio. All right, how's everybody doing today? Hotel, this is Michael M. Hotel, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, writer, and historian. So it is Friday, June 11th, 2021, and we are live, and we're broadcasting on Blog Talk Radio. Um, also, we're going to broadcast on Facebook and YouTube in just a second here. Let me get this started up. All right, so how's everybody doing today? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, writer, and historian. So it's Friday, June 11th, 2021. And I'm on here for a few minutes to talk about the online course that I teach on Saturdays. 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. So we have a very special guest on Saturday, June 12th, for our class. Uh, our guest speaker is going to be uh, Dr. David M. Hotep, author of the book, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. He'll be our guest speaker. Uh, once again, just talk to him today. And we're going to, now in this online course, you know, we do a thousands of years of history and we do what led up to uh, the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Uh, and I do a, a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips, everything. It's a 10-week online course that I teach. Um on, and we teach it on Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So speaker on Saturday, June 12th, will be uh, the author of the book, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence, Dr. David M. Hotel. And I want to do a brief overview here of what, what we cover in the online course. Uh, you're going to learn a lot when you take it. Uh, we do the class live. All the sessions are recorded, so you can go back and watch it over and over again. And I'm going to post a link here also so you can register for the class as well. As soon as you register, you can watch uh, last week's class. So uh, when we deal with the transatlantic slave trade, we can't start talking about it in um, 1441 or we can't start talking about it in 1619. We have to deal with thousands of years of history and deal with what led up to the transatlantic slave trade uh, taking place. We have to understand this history chronologically. So we deal with uh, archaeological discoveries. We deal with ancient Africa, um, ancient civilizations. We deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors, who take the teachings from ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt, into Europe, and this brings Europe out of the Dark Ages. Okay, we're going to deal, deal with all of that. Um, Let's see here. Okay. So let me bring up the uh, PowerPoint presentation. Let me do a uh, overview of uh, what we cover in the course. But I just posted the link here. So the course is regularly $130 um, because we're about halfway through it. It's on sale right now, uh, $80. I mean, I'm sorry, it's on sale $60. It's on sale $60. We do the class live. All the sessions are recorded. So you can go back and watch it over and over again. Um, we had uh, a few weeks ago Sister Nubia Wardford, who's an uh, African-American female archaeologist, spoke to the class also. And we dealt with the origins of ancient Kush and African queens of antiquity. So when you register for the course, you can uh, watch uh, the class that uh, she spoke to. You can watch that session. Uh, we, one of the African queens we talked about were uh, one of the Kandakis, what are also called, some people call Candaces, but it's actually Kandakis. And it was uh, Amana Shikito, okay? And Amana Shikito was uh, a Nubian. There's an article from face2faceafrica.com that has information on Amana Shikito. But the Kandakis of Meroe were the queens of the kingdom of ancient Kush who ruled from the city of Meroe circa 284 B.C., before the Common Era to, to uh, 314 Common Era or AD in what is now the Sudan. 
So the lower portion of uh, ancient uh, Kemet, ancient Egypt, and the upper po- portion of Africa, uh, I'm sure the upper portion of the Sudan is uh, what historically we call Nubia. Okay, so when you look at the boundaries of these various countries, these various African countries today, you're largely dealing with boundaries that come out of the uh, Berlin Conference of 1884, okay? Largely come out of the Berlin Conference of uh, uh, 1884, 1885, the result of that. Okay, so let's continue here. Uh, the, the renowned uh, Kingdom of Kush, also known as the, the Kingdom of uh, Napata, the Kingdom of Karma, the Meroitic uh, Kingdom, or sometimes called Nubia by some people, is one of the ancient civilizations that were advanced in terms of organization, culture, and politics. In its capital, Meroe, uh, located on the Nile in the uh, region of modern-day Sudan, flourished the trade in goods many did not have. But what also made it stronger was the monarchy largely controlled by African women. Okay, what also made it stronger was the monarchy also controlled by African women. So right now we see this whole fight uh, over critical race theory. Most Republicans, most in the GOP, can't tell you what critical race theory is. We see uh, every February um, slave lessons gone wrong. Uh, This is an article here from uh, USA Today dealing with uh, mock slave auctions, racist lessons, how U.S. history class often traumatizes, dehumanizes black students. And it tells you what not to do in these various history lessons. Don't have mock slave auctions, don't have slave reenactments, don't have the children pick cotton, different things like this. This is traumatizing to students. Uh, This article here from uh, February 10th, 2021, Republican state lawmakers want to punish 1919 projects. So we see these whole culture wars that um, are being fought. And we see the tax on the 1619 project and and, uh, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, um, we saw she was denied tenureship at, at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill's uh, journalism school. Uh, we just saw on Thursday, June 10th, uh, we just saw that Florida, uh, uh, the Florida uh, Board of Education, State Board of Education, just passed a policy banning the teaching of critical race theory. But critical race theory is something that's taught at the uh, usually graduate school level in college and in law school. So they're not even teaching or trying to teach critical race theory in, uh, K, in, in K through 12. They're not, they're not even trying to teach that in K through 12. So uh, th- th- these are culture wars that are being fought, okay? These are culture wars, and Republicans are just trying to galvanize, uh, uh, just trying to galvanize support. So check this article out here from CNN.com uh, as well. Uh, this is uh, Florida bans teaching uh, critical race theory in schools. This is from June 10th, uh, 2021. All right, let's continue here. How's everybody doing? Everybody share this broadcast and social media platforms. Invite your friends to tune in. Given a, a brief overview of some of the content in the online course that I teach, the 10-week online course called Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school, okay? And we deal with uh, thousands of years of history and deal with what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We posted the link here. You can register for the online course. Also, it's at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. So when you go to the home page of our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, scroll down, you'll see the information for uh, the radio show. I'm on six days a week. And um, you, you see the information for the um, class, our next class. Click right here, register here, takes you to the next page. Click on Enroll. And as soon as you register, you can start watching the course content. You can watch last week's class. 
our guest speaker on uh, Saturday, June 12th, uh, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be Dr. David M. Hotel, author of the book, uh, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. Okay. And he's going to talk about the premise of his book. He'll deal with the African presence uh, in this country going back at least 51,700 years ago. Uh, he'll also talk about um, uh, he'll also talk about his new book. And I talked to him today. He said the new book will be out uh, uh, in about two weeks or so. The first Americans were Africans revisited. Has more information, more research. So we're going to have a good uh, conversation with him in the uh, in our online course on Saturday, June 12th. All right. So let me uh, go over some of the things that we deal with in the uh, online course. Uh, also, check out this study here from the Southern Poverty Law Center called Teaching Hard History of American Slavery. Teaching Hard History of American Slavery. I referenced this some in the course. This is a 52-page study from the Southern Poverty Law Center that documents how the history of slavery is being incorrectly taught fools all across the country. And it also gives numerous recommendations on how to more correctly teach the history of slavery, okay? Uh, teaching Hard History, American Slavery from uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Go to splcenter.org and you can download it. And uh, this article here from theatlantic.com uh, from February 2018 talks about this study. Uh, what kids are really learning about slavery, what kids are really learning about slavery. And, and what, we, what we're seeing right now with these culture wars being fought across the country in uh, Republican-dominated states, uh, we're seeing an attack on voting rights and voter restriction laws being put in place to make it harder to vote. And then we're seeing attacks on what's being taught as far as history uh, in schools because they don't want to deal with the real history, don't want to talk about systemic racism, white supremacy, don't really want to deal with the history of slavery, attack the 1619 Project. So they want to, con they want to control who can vote to, deter to, to determine the future, and they want to control the teaching of the past as well. A new report released by the Southern Poverty Law Center Center's Teaching Tolerance Project points to the widespread failure to accurately teach the hard and nuanced history of American slavery and enslaved people. Collectively, the report finds that slavery is mistaught, mischaracterized, sanitized, and sentimentalized, leaving students, students poorly educated and, and contemporary issues of race and racism misunderstood. So one of the things we do in this course, one, uh, this will give you a lot of tools that you can use with your children to, to uh, help them better understand history. Two, I would say this class is PG-13, so if you want your children to participate with you, as well, that's fine. I don't do a lot of cursing. It's not vulgar, et cetera. We do have to talk about slavery some. So, of course, there's some unpleasant things we have to talk about, but it's not um, over the top, okay? Uh, in, let's see here. The, just to give you some of the results of the study, they did a, they did a survey of 1,000 high school seniors. And here's here are some of the things they found. Among 12th graders, only 8% could identify slavery as the cause of the Civil War, or the central cause of the Civil War. Only 8% of 12th graders surveyed could identify slavery as the cause of the Civil War. Fewer than one-third, or only 32%, correctly named the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, formal end of slavery, okay? Uh, slightly higher, a slightly higher share, 35%, chose the Emancipation Proclamation of January 1st, 1863. And fewer than half, or 46% identified the Middle Passage as the transport of enslaved Africans across the Atlantic uh, Ocean to North America. Uh, so read this article, What Kids Are Really Learning About Slavery from the uh, from a, theatlantic.com. That's from February 1st, 2018. So if we look at some of the things that we deal with in the online course, we deal with archaeological discoveries. This is the Step Pyramid of uh, Nesuviti Zosier that was designed by uh, Imhotep, the uh, father of medicine, the architect, philosopher, uh, Imhotep. Uh, this is from the Third Dynasty. Um, and we know Imhotep lived from about 20, somewhere between 2780 and 3000 BC, somewhere around there. Uh, this is an early 
early form of pyramid building called a mastaba, a flat bench pyramid, which is different than the pyramids at Giza, the, the great pyramids of Khufu, Khafre, and Menkere. Here's some of the things that we deal with in the online course. How's everybody doing? Uh, everybody shared this broadcasting on social media platforms. We posted the link here. Who still needs to register for this online course? And as soon as you register, you can start watching the content. Here's some of the things that we deal with in the uh, uh, online course. Uh, what was the transatlantic slave trade? Uh, what were some of the events that led up to the transatlantic slave trade starting? What role did Christopher Columbus play? So Columbus is crucial to the spread of racism, capitalism, the exploitation of indigenous people. Um, Columbus is, is crucial to this expanding, all right? Uh, now, of course, he did not create the, the uh, slavery, but he's going to help it spread in the areas that, that they're going into and conquering on his four voyages, starting August 3rd, 1492, when he set sail in the Nina de Penta and Santa Maria. Uh, and in Columbus, and one of the things I do, I show you where Columbus went on his four voyages. He never came to the land that we call the United States of America. Okay. He never came to the land that, uh, we call the United States of America. The closest he came to this land is Cuba, which is about 90 miles away. He goes into Haiti, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, Honduras, Panama, areas like this. Okay. He goes into South America a little bit, but he never comes to the land that we call the United States of America. Um, we also deal with, uh, when did Africans first come to the U S as slaves? When did Africans first come to the U S as slaves? So, you know, I talked about the 1619 project briefly, briefly, and there's some errors. Uh, there's some things wrong with the 1619 project, but you can use in the classroom. But when we focus on 1619, it gives a false impression that that's when African people first came to this land. Okay. Which is not true. We were here for tens of thousands of years before that happened. This is one of the things Dr. David M. Hotel would deal with. And, he, and there's new evidence that pushes uh, the date back from 51,700 years ago to thousands of years before that. Okay, we'll talk about that on Saturday because um, he was mentioning that today when I talked to him. And he said that um, he has peer-reviewed uh, evidence uh, of this as well. So, but... The, we know the Spanish were also taking Africans into the territory that we call South Carolina in, uh, 15, um, the territory we call South Carolina in 1526. This is 93 years before, uh, Virginia, August, 2016, uh, 19. This is 93 years before that. So, and then the Khoisan are here going back at least 51,700 years ago. The Khoisan come from Southern Africa. They have the oldest DNA on the planet. They go all around the world. Uh, there was an article from face-to-faceafrica.com um, that just came out, and we, I've talked about it on my, on my radio show. You know, I'm on uh, Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. to 12, midnight Eastern Standard Time, and uh, Sundays, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. We broadcast uh, on, our, uh, on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. And um, also on uh, my uh, my Facebook and YouTube channels, but there was this article here from January fourth, from sorry from June fourth, twenty twenty one, face to faceafrica dot com about the Khoisan. Khoisan are the oldest ethnic group on the planet, have the oldest DNA on the planet. Uh, if we look at this one here, Africa's oldest ethnic group fights to keep ancestral land away from Amazon reach. They're talking about Amazon.com, Jeff Bezos. Africa's oldest ethnic group fights to keep ancestral land away from uh, Amazon reach. Okay, this is from June 4th, 2021. And they talk about the Khoisan. Uh, Amazon is looking to build its new African headquarters in Cape Town, South Africa, in a project that will take between three and five years. However, the land on which the multi-billion dollar corporation seeks to put its edifice belongs to the local Khoisan people, belongs to the local Khoisan people, reputed to be the oldest existing people in the world. These are 
the Khoisan, the short-statured Africans, ancestors to Dainu and the Twa. They go all around the world. Uh, so read the rest of this article here. Africa's oldest ethnic group fights to keep ancestral land away from Amazon reach. Okay. And they spoke in the click language as well. They spoke in clicks. And uh, one of the things we do in the class is we talk, also talk about the film Black Panther because the film Black Panther is so powerful and you, and you really have to understand African history and culture to understand how powerful the film is. But the language spoken in the film Black Panther is called Isikosa, which is a Bantu language. And Isikosa has the click sounds in it. Okay? Uh, and the click language is basically the only, oldest language. All right, let's see. Let's go back here just a second. Let's go back to this. Okay, how's everybody doing? How you all like this type of information? We have people watching on Facebook and YouTube. All right, so we also deal with when did Africans first come to the U.S. as, uh, as slaves? Uh, did Africans sell themselves into slavery? We deal with that complicated history. Uh, were African people in America before the uh, transatlantic slave trade? Absolutely. We were here even before Native Americans came into existence. This was our land stolen from us. And it's been stolen multiple times. But this was our land stolen from us. So we have to, under, we have to understand this, okay? The, so the transatlantic slave trade did happen, but we African people came to this land tens of thousands of years before we were told that we actually came here. Okay, because uh, see, the, the, the way the story that they teach in school and the story that they teach us is that we first came to this land conquered by Europeans shackled in chains. That's not true. We, were, we came here before there was anybody else on the planet. We deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors. That's a very, very important history because that's where a lot of this stuff gets turned around. And the Moors are taking the teachings from ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt into Africa, bringing uh, Europe out of the Dark Ages. Um, we deal with shocking archaeological discoveries that are causing Europeans to rethink everything. Because when you look at these archaeological discoveries, and those that are in the class, or even if you uh, listen to my, you watch my show, you've seen some of my lectures. Um, when you look at these archaeological discoveries, they keep having to push timelines back. They say this is causing us to rethink everything. The scientists, archaeologists, paleontologists, they say this is causing us to rethink everything. They keep having to push the timelines back. Remember. Remember, Juvenile had the song, Back That Thing Up, okay? When these new archaeological discoveries come out, they keep having to back that thing up. They keep having to back the timelines up. So the, the, the deeper they dig, the blacker the planet gets, the more research they do, the older we get. This is what we're looking at. Uh, we deal with, so we deal with shocking archaeological discoveries. And these discoveries are coming out like every other week. Uh, insurance companies that took out policies on slave ships and enslaved Africans enslaved Africans on the plantations. In the past the past few months, we've seen the uh, lost city of Egypt. It's about something like 3,000 years old. That that, that came out. Um, so we're seeing archaeological discoveries that come out like every other every other uh, week. Um, Freemasonry, America and the Founding Fathers. Because the, the, the foundation of Freemasonry are the teachings coming from ancient Kim and ancient Egypt and the mystery systems. And this is this is information that the Moors are taking into Europe. And unfortunately, everything that we taught the Europeans came back to kick us in the behind. That's why I say I wish we had never taught them, because all that stuff came back to kick us in the behind. Um, we deal with the problem with slave movies and why we're being bombarded with slave movies and slave-themed TV shows. Uh, Asar Aset and Heru and the origins of the Immaculate Conception story. It's a deep, deep, it's a deep history behind all this. And all this, all this is connected to the astronomy, the spiritual systems, African history, and then we and I show you how all this connects to uh, to today. Everything from the uh, symbol of the, uh, the, the the symbol of medicine, the caduceus, to um, you know uh, to, to seeing symbolism uh, that exists today. Okay, whether we do a Freemasonry, Christianity, all of this, all of this is connected. And to understand the existence of something, you must first understand the pre-existence of existence. This was my one of my teachers, Professor Kaba Hiawatha Kamene, correctly teaches us. So we deal with Asar, Aset, and Heru, and the origins of the Immaculate Conception story. They're known as the First Holy Trinity. Heru born of a virgin birth on December 25th to the virgin Aset. 
links to ancient Kemet, Egypt, and early Christianity. Uh, Freemasons in America did with the fake Willie Lynch letter 1712 because Willie Lynch never historically existed. Willie Lynch, the Willie Lynch letter has proven to be a fraud. Willie Lynch never historically existed. Um, we need to throw that. We, we need to throw the Willie Lynch letter in the garbage can and study real history. So on. So this is Dr. David M. Hotel once again. He's going to be our guest speaker uh, in the class uh, Saturday, June 12, uh, 2021. Now, the, uh, all the sessions are arch- we, we do the class live, but all the uh, sessions are recorded. I record all the sessions, so the archive you can go back and watch this over and over again. So if you can't, uh, if you're working, what have you, you can't be there at 12 noon. When you get off work or what have you, or the next day, you can go back and watch the course. You can be sure to watch last week's class because we dealt with uh, last week. We dealt with um, Memphis, Tennessee, the relationship between Memphis, Tennessee, and Memphis in Egypt, and how uh, Memphis, Tennessee was named after Memphis in Egypt. And Andrew Jackson, President Andrew Jackson, was one of the founders of Memphis, Tennessee. And Memphis, Tennessee, I, I show you the evidence that Memphis, Tennessee, is named after Memphis in Egypt. We had, a, we had a really good class. We got into uh, uh, some of the Netaru, some of the deities, the forces of nature, uh, all that. We had a really good class uh, last Saturday. Okay, let's continue here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a clip of uh, Dr. David M. Hotep uh, here in just a minute. So just a second. Okay, uh, on page 14 of his book, uh, The First Americans Were Africans Documented Evidence, this book here, and this is his first book, came out in 2011. It's out of print right now. Uh, his new book uh, will be out in about two or three weeks. The First Americans Were Africans uh, Revisited, okay? And let me post the link here again. Somebody asked for the link for the online course. Let me post it here again. The class is uh, about 50% off right now. It's on sale $60. We're about halfway through the class. It's regularly $130. It's a 10-week online course. The 10-week online course. Uh, I do a, it's visual. I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, uh, video clips, etc. Guest speakers. Just posted the link. You can uh, register right there for it. As soon as you register, you can start watching the content. You can watch from around the world. So on uh, on page 14 of his book. He talks about evidence that was found in Allendale County, South Carolina, by archaeologist Dr. Albert Goodyear, who's an archaeologist at the University of South Carolina. And they found 13 different types of evidence, 13 different types of evidence um, documenting an African presence in this country going back at least 51,700 years ago. Okay. They found artifacts, architecture, campsites, um, Carvings, Egyptian writings, footprints and lava, genetic M174D haploid groups dealing with DNA and genetics, uh, linguistics, paintings, skulls, skeletons, structures, and tools. They found 13 different types of evidence fairly documenting an African presence in this country uh, going back at least 51,700 years ago. Uh, we Also, the links to the, the link to register for the course and additional information are in the notes. Uh, of, of these broadcasts, so check that out. And we just posted the link here for our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have the information right on the homepage of the website as well. Okay. Um, and quick announcement: I will be in uh, Atlanta for the Juneteenth Festival, three-day Juneteenth Festival. Some of you all that watch my show know this, but those that don't, I'll be there. Um, it's, it's Friday. Uh, June 18th through Sunday, June 20th, uh, 2021. It's at Centennial Park, uh, the ninth annual Juneteenth Festival, uh, uh, Atlanta Parade and Music Festival, Juneteenth. Uh, I'll be speaking on Saturday, June um, Saturday, June 19th and Sunday, June 20th, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Amphitheater at Centennial Park. Uh, the event is free and open to the public. They have thousands of people that come through. They have the times here as well. Okay, and uh, musical acts this year are going to be Arrested Development, and uh, I've been told Angie Stone is performing again uh, this year as well. But they have all types of uh, vendors, they have musical acts, they have everything going on there. Uh, parade, it's a music festival, 
okay? And it's free and open to the public. They usually have about 100 to uh, 130 vendors, African-American vendors, African-Caribbean vendors. I'll have a vendor booth there as well for the African History Network, so check us out, okay? Uh, all right, let's continue here. But visit JuneteenthATL.com for more information. JuneteenthATL.com uh, for more information. All right, let's continue. So this is some information here. Uh, this is on page 14 of his book. Now, this is Dr. Albert Goodyear. Dr. Albert Goodyear is an archaeologist at the University of South Carolina. And this is an article from um, ScienceDaily.com, ScienceDaily.com, about his archaeological discovery. This article is from 2004. The name of the article is New Evidence Puts Man in North America 50,000 Years Ago. New Evidence Puts Man in North America 50,000 Years Ago. And here's a summary from ScienceDaily.com about the article. Here's what the summary says. Uh, radio car- radiocarbon tests of carbonized plant remains where artifacts were unearthed last May along the Savannah River in Allendale County by University of South Carolina archaeologist Dr. Albert Goodyear indicate that the sediments containing these artifacts are at least 50,000 years old, are at least 50,000 years old, meaning that humans inhabited North America long before the last ice age. So, well, who were these humans? These were the Khoisan. This is before Native Americans come into existence. This is before Europeans are on the planet. These were African people. African people are the original Americans. This, is, this does not mean the transatlantic slave trade did not happen. Yes, it did. But we were here tens of thousands of years before the transatlantic slave trade happened. That's why you have to understand a chronology of history. We were here long before that took place. Okay, so uh, now this, this can be shocking to some people because some people just, just want to claim slavery and don't really understand history before that. And just, it's like, if you say we were here before slavery existed, then it's like you're taking away slavery from them. No, you can have slavery. I mean, <laughs> it did happen, but we, we were here before anybody else existed on the planet. We were here in this land before anybody else existed on the planet. So, uh, <laughs> so there you have people that say, well, if we say we were here before slavery existed, then we can't get reparations. Well, I mean, one really don't have nothing to do with the other, but I hope you ain't holding your breath for reparations. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I mean, H.R. 40 just passed out of the House Judiciary Committee a few weeks ago for the first time in 32 years. They don't have enough votes for a house vote, a house floor vote. It takes 218 votes to get any bill passed. I'm for reparations in H.R. 40. I'm for legal arguments for reparations and explaining actually what the process is as opposed to making our people think they're going to get something when they're not going to get anything. But if you go check out H.R. 40 right now, govtrack.us or congress.gov, it has about 80, 188 people that support it in the House of Representatives who are going to vote for it, who signed on to it. They're all Democrats. No Republicans support H.R. 40 in the House of Representatives, including the two black Republicans in the House of Representatives. Burgess Owens out of Utah and his other dumbass was crying because uh, he was rejected from the Congressional Black Caucus. They, they don't support H.R. 40. They don't support reparations, and they're black. The only people supporting reparations in the House of Representatives are, are Democrats. And in the Senate, you're not going to have any Republicans in the Senate support it. Senator Tim Scott, the only black Republican in the Senate already said that he's against reparations. So the black Republicans against reparations, how many white ones in the Senate you think going to vote for it? Okay, I'm trying to explain to people. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, we were here long before slavery existed. Okay, let's continue. Um, I want to go to this clip here. Dr. David M. Hotep was on, he was interviewed on WKRP in Cincinnati, Channel 5. Everybody all right? Y'all got real quiet there that we were here before slavery. He was on WKRP in Cincinnati, Channel 5. 
And um, I want to pull this up. I want to go to this clip here. Let's see here. Let me pull this up just a second. So he was talking about the premise of his book. And he talks about a uh, article from the New York Times from um, uh, this article from New York Times is from 2010. And it deals with uh, evidence of humans sailing 130,000 years ago. Because all this, all of this is older than what we've been told that it actually is. Okay, so let me go to this clip here. Let me pull this up. I'm going to pull up this slide just a second here. So for those who remember the um, TV show from the 1970s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, WKRP in Cincinnati, there really is a WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, is a TV, there's a TV station, Channel 5. Don't know if there's a radio station. Maybe, but there is really a WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, his book will be out, his new book, in two or three weeks. I talked to him today, and uh, he's going to talk about that in our online course. Uh, somebody asked a question about it. Uh, his new book is The First Americans Were Africans Revisited. The First Americans Were Africans Revisited. He got the uh, footnotes done and the index because that's what that's one of the things uh, two of the main things that were holding everything up all right uh and we'll post the link again so you can register for uh the online course as well he'll be our guest speaker on uh saturday june 12th uh 2021 12 noon to 2 p.m eastern standard time dr david m hotel let's go to this clip here this is uh from 2011 um, right after his book came out
They're shocked. They're shocked. First some shocks and then they're smiling and some frown. And then, you know, and, and what about the school systems? Because, you know, have we gotten this information to the to the educational system? Not yet. The only book has only been out for much less than half. And what kind of what kind of feedback are you getting now when you go around and talk about this? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're doing lectures around the country. Yeah, well, I, I always bring my, my peer-reviewed articles. Okay. Because my thesis was the same as my title, The First Americans for Africans. It's backed up by seven, soon to be eight, um, peer-reviewed journal articles, which is the height of academia. Wow. And so you've got credibility. I mean, people can see this research. What do you think? Do you think this is going to change history at all? Well, for, for hundreds of years in Europe, uh, people thought that the, the world was flat. And it took a while for them to get, be able to say the world was round, right? you know, to, to, to go out there and, and navigate and see that it was indeed round. So it's going to take a little while for them to be around us, but it will happen. Well, and tell us a little bit about these Africans who, who came before the Indians, before Columbus. Okay, uh, they came here, and uh, they were first, uh, they came to uh, Terra, uh, excuse me, um, uh, Pedro Ferreira, which is northeastern Brazil. You'll okay. see that that's the closest point uh, from Africa to South America. And by Canoe, a, uh, a fellow, uh, a navigator uh, who was a doctor, wanted to prove that it could be done just in a canoe. He set out in a canoe um, with a supply ship. They did not touch him. He had a canoe with no oars, no um, um, no paddle, no sail, nothing. He just sat there, and the current took him straight from Africa to here. You've really? heard about people if you throw a, a bottle in, in the uh, water yeah. with a note, it'll come over. Yeah, yes. right. There are rivers in the ocean, currents, and it took him 52 days only. So you go say large things. And you get here in less than a month. So it's definitely possible. We know that. It's physically possible. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so what part of, of Africa were the Africans from who, who, who came to Brazil? Well, the DNA, uh, the genome the um, genome project uh, found that the earliest ones, uh, the, the ones that they found in Tierra del Fuego, the very tip of, of South America in uh, 1874, 1876, uh, were the short Africans, the Khoisan, who spoke clicks. Like, like that. The guys must be crazy to this month. A movie on Yeah, that. I remember that, yeah. yeah. So they have about the, the Coca-Cola bottle yeah. selling, yeah. Yeah. They have the oldest DNA and the oldest language on the planet, and they were all over. Oh, All wow. over all three Americas. Because yeah, it was that, Asia. Well, have they done any DNA tests in Brazil to see that? Yes, they have. The Genome Project went all around the world. There were 100,000 people participated. Wow. Taking DNA swabs. And so, so first we know that it's possible to get over here by, by canoe, and second of all, the DNA from that group of Africans is yeah. in Brazil. The most important thing, not, not to forget to, to ask me, well, I, I will tell you that, where do the Native Americans come from? Well, we've always been taught that they came across the Bering Straits from Asia. This is true, but they did not come until 3000 BC. There is no evidence of them coming before 3000 BC. So for 53,000 years, there were nothing but Africans in North, Central, South America. Wow. When they come over 3000 BC, those two groups, the Africans and the Mongolians, get together, Asians, get together, and their children are the Native Americans. Wow. This is why the Native Americans do not look Chinese. They are a little different than Chinese. Right. Well, that's, you know what? I mean, we need to, we need to learn. It makes a lot of sense, yes. Dr. Imhotep, and we need to learn our history. Yes. So I think it's fantastic that you've written this book, and I know people are wondering how do they get the right. American book. So that's uh, from 2011. His new book will be out. His new book will be on Amazon. It'll be out in two or three weeks. I talked to him today. He's going to be our guest speaker in our online class on uh, Saturday, June 12th, 2021, uh, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Um, ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. It's um, a 10-week online course that I teach, and we deal with thousands of years of history and what led up to uh, the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Uh, let me bring up the flyer again. All right here. Where is it? Right here. Uh, and it's on the homepage of our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com also. 
so the class is on sale sixty dollars. The ten week course is on sale sixty dollars. We're about halfway through it. All the sessions we do them live, but they're all archived, so you can go back and watch them over and over again. Uh, there was a article here from FaceToFaceAfrica.com. I want to pull back up. He talked about the Khoisan in the clip. And this article here dealing with uh, Amazon trying to set up a, um, a facility in Cape Town, South Africa, is in the Khoisan ancestral land. We look at this article once again from FaceToFaceAfrica.com. Africa's oldest ethnic group fights to keep ancestral land away from Amazon reach. This is Amazon, Jeff Bezos. This is from uh, June 4th, 2021. There's a Khoisan man right here. Amazon is looking to build its new African headquarters in Cape Town, South Africa, in a project that will take between three and five years. However, the land on which the multi-billion dollar corporation seeks to put its edifice belongs to the local Khoisan people, reputed to be the oldest existing people in the world. Read the rest of this article. So this is who... The Khoisan were here in this land that we call the United States of America, and they were in uh, South Carolina. Okay, they were in South Carolina. Then this other article that I uh, pulled up, this deals with Africans in the Philippines. Uh, um, these native Africans were the original inhabitants inhabitants of the Philippines. This is from October 26, 2018, from face-to-faceafrica.com. These native Africans were the original inhabitants of the Philippines. They talk about the uh, the Eta, the, uh, um, the indigenous black-skinned people, who inhabit the remote mountain, mountainous regions of Luzon, Philippines. The uh, Eta are under the bracket of Austronesians, uh, groups in Southeast Asia, uh, Oceania, and East Africa that speak languages belonging to the Austronesian uh, language family. Okay, and here's some other Africans there in the Philippines. Okay, so read the rest of uh, read the rest of this article here from face-to-faceafrica.com. All right, let's go back to the slide quickly. So let's uh, continue here. All right, uh, this article here. This is from New York Times. February 15, 2010, and this deals with uh, stone tools that were found on the Greek island of Crete over the course of two summers. Archaeologists found these stone tools that they say date back at least 130,000 years ago, and they said this is one of the earliest examples of sailing in the Mediterranean, seafaring in the Mediterranean, uh, because Crete has been the island for more than 5 million years. So they said the people had to sail there. Read this article. This is from 2010, New York Times. Okay, so we do archaeological discoveries. Talk about the, of course, we talk about the Druids and ancient Kemen and things like this, and St. Patrick, and how all that's connected. Uh, we do archaeological discoveries. This now, this one deals with the lost city of Egypt called Tanis Heraklion that was revealed back in 2013 lost city of Egypt called Tanis Heraklion that um, was swallowed up into uh, the sea. And uh, this city was built about 8th century B.C. Okay, here's what they found at the bottom of, of the ocean. This one deals with uh, the lost city of Egypt, the lost golden city uh, that 
archaeologists are saying is 3,000 years old. That was just discovered this uh, back in April of 2021, this lost city. Okay, we've got Dr. John Henry Clark who said all history is a current event. Everything that's ever happened continues to happen in some shape, form, or fashion. So we deal with, uh, of course, the uh, Africans known as the Moors and the 800-year occupation of Europe uh, by the Moors. And the Moors are taking the teachings from ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt, into Europe, bringing Europe out of the Dark Ages. Uh, when we look at something like the Washington Monument, or what's called a Tekken, that's a very ancient uh, African uh, symbol of uh, African symbol of resurrection, coming from the, sto- from the, the story of Osara, Oset, and Heru, who the Greeks called uh, Osiris, Isis, and Horus. We see this ties into Freemasonry as well. Okay, this is a famous uh, statue of Osara, Oset, and Heru, which we talk about in the class. And all these sessions are recorded, so as soon as you register, you can go back and watch uh, last week's class and the week before that. You'll be ready for uh, Dr. David M. Hotep on Saturday, June 12th, two, uh, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you miss it, you'll be able to go back and watch it because we archive all the all the classes. Um, the Tekken is a, a there were about 1,200 Tekken new all throughout uh, ancient Kemet. Today there are only about 12 between seven to 12. Uh, th- and the word Mason is derived from the Latin words mass and sun, the Latin words mass and sun. Mason means a child of light and expresses the desire to pursue light, which is a metaphor for the sun, which symbolizes knowledge. The term child of light or sons and daughters of light was first used to identify students who had completed 42 years of study in the temples of ancient Kemet, many Masonic temples, were modeled after the temples of ancient Kemet, places where light or knowledge was imparted in a series of steps or degree. Um, read Egypt on the Potomac by Tony Browder. And this is one of the books uh, I reference in the course. Now, you don't have to buy any of these books to follow along in class. You can if you want to for your library. This would be a good book to start with. This one, Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization by Tony Browder. Pages 18 and 32 of Egypt on the Potomac. The Egypt on the Potomac deals with how the layout of Washington, D.C. is a copy of the layout of ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. Uh, did you know that 50 of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence were Freemasons and 13 of the 39 signers of the U.S. Constitution were Freemasons? It's page 18 of uh, Egypt on the Potomac. So we, we deal with the, net, the Netaru, some of the Netaru. We deal with the story of Asara set in Heru and the first Holy Trinity and Asara being born of a virgin birth. Okay. We'll also talk about uh, ISIS, and, you know, DC Comics had the TV show ISIS in the 1970s, the uh, the uh, Secrets of ISIS, and we, we didn't know that ISIS was an African woman, and we see from the virgin uh, all set, you get the black Madonna and child, and then you get the decolorized version, you get the white version of it, okay? We did a wise Christmas celebrated on December 25th, which is a deep, deep, it has a deep history as well, and deals with astronomy and the winter solstice. And, and all of that. Uh, we talk about the film Black Panther. Film Black Panther is deep on multiple levels. Film Black Panther is deep on multiple levels, deals with African history. It, it, it deals with African history and culture and spiritual systems and language and different things like that. Okay. Um, so the film Black